Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Life Coach Cindy Chavez. Today is Wednesday, March 25th, 2020, 4 p.m. New York time. Wherever you are in the world, thank you for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And we've been working uh, the last couple weeks or so on uh, dealing with the uh, the coronavirus output, uh, outbreak and pan- pandemic and so forth and doing what we can to stay in the vortex and, and to climb back in when we fall on our way out. And uh, there have been some good shows that we've been doing, Cindy. We did a good one, you and I, last week. Um, almost every show, something has been brought up by a co-host or myself or somebody, a new idea, a new way of looking at it, a new way of thinking about it, and all adds up to the same thing, despite the fact that we are experiencing all of this stuff coming at us from every direction because so many people are feeling so stressed out about it. We're learning more and more ways to stay in that vortex, and that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I had somebody uh, in, in a group that I run today, I had somebody that's, that's actually going through a lot of things, has lost a relative mm. um, and then family stress and then, you know, you name it, right? Toilet paper shortage, whatever. Yeah, right. It's like everything. And, and said, all of these things are really throwing me off my LOA game. Mm. And I said, what if all those things arrived to help you with your LOA game? Right. Right. Yeah. But here's the thing. And, you know, you hear me say this all the time and I realize it's not always popular. Sometimes it's misunderstood. Um, but the idea that the idea that part of us actually wants to experience some of this stuff. Like humans like this stuff. Yeah. This is why we make movies about pandemics and zombies mm. and the apocalypse and horror and murder and all this horrible stuff, right? This is why we're entertained by it. Part of us likes this stuff. <laughs> That's a hard thing. I mean, when well, you're in the middle of a real, real thing going on, it's not, no, right? it's not in the movies anymore, you know? Right, right. But what I'm saying is if we will... And I realize it's advanced practice to try and enjoy some of what we're feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't mean enjoy seeing people lose loved ones. I no, don't mean enjoy not. seeing people sick. That's not what I'm talking about. But whatever feeling we experience due to anything, right? Like we always divide our feelings up into good feelings and bad feelings. We <laughs> right. want to have the good feelings and we don't want to have the bad feelings. So we resist <laughs> the bad feelings. And not only that, we judge the bad feelings, then we judge ourselves. It's like people beat themselves up all the time because especially once they've gotten into any kind of law of attraction teaching because they feel like they're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, what if you actually developed the ability to enjoy it a little bit when you're feeling sad, angry, victimized, whatever? I have to admit that's a stretch in my mind because I went through a couple of days. I went through a couple of days where I was just, uh, I, I mean, I've talked about them on the show here and, and I, I was practically near meltdown for a few moments there. Well, that's and, why and, whenever I suggest this work to people, I say, give yourself a 10 minute container. Well, yeah, exactly. But the, but the point I'm making is that it's not actually that you're feeling mad or afraid or sad that is ruining, you know, whatever you think it's ruining. It's that you're resisting it, hating it, judging it. What if you enjoyed it? Then your vibe would be enjoying something. (laughs) 
I have to admit that I understand how what you're talking about makes sense. I know lots of people are into, you know, zombie movies and apocalypse movies and so forth. I've never been into that. So it's hard for me to identify with that. But I know either. a lot I, of people do, you know, I'm not into it either. And there, there was a movie that just came out and my, my husband's childhood home, which he was born into this house, his, his, his father still owns it. I mean, it's still the family property. It's still mm-hmm. where we eat Thanksgiving, right? Right. They just filmed a zombie movie in that house. Like oh, we, we talk about, we live in what's called Hollywood South. They make a lot of movies down here. Uh, okay. And people always want to make movies on that property because it's just a nice property. And then we found out that they made this zombie movie on the property. And they literally were like eating people on the table. Oh, we have Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, and so so here's the thing here's how much i don't really like oh. zombie movies at all i haven't seen it i keep joking it's like well i guess i gotta watch this one no um, no you don't have to watch that one <laughs> when my husband and i were first together he used to talk about uh the show deadwood okay right that he thought it was one of the best shows ever and i was never interested i said oh, he said i would watch it again if you want to watch it i was like no i don't i don't want to watch it i don't want to watch it and he would talk about other shows that he thought were good that I ended up watching and really liked, right? Um, started watching Game of Thrones. And, and of course, that was way back when it first started. But mm. we watched all of that together and The Wire and different shows that we've always said were written really well. So one day right. he's talking to someone and he's like, I think that Deadwood is just written really, really well. And the person said, oh, me too. And it's like, as far as Westerns go, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, it's a Western? <laughs> I thought it was a zombie movie. <laughs> I it was a zombie show. I thought he was talking about Walking Dead. I'm like, I don't want to see that. As soon as I found out it was a Western, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> see, communication, right? <laughs> and perception. I mean, that, that shows how the, the different perception made a difference from your perspective. You had this one yeah. perception of what was really going on and it turned out to be something different. But while you had that perception, you didn't want to go anywhere near it. So here's what I think about this whole situation is that it's serious. Um, I think it's actually really happening, right? I mean, I have relatives that work in the medical field and they're telling me what's happening. And mm. they're like, this is no joke. Like we have no more beds. We're, you know, in New Orleans right now, 50% of the EMT people, emergency, emergency medical people are quarantined. Oh 50%. Wow. So, all of this is like, if you're feeling whatever you're feeling, it's okay. Like I keep hearing people in LOA circles, like kind of beating themselves up for being nervous or worried or scared or whatever. And it's like, those are human emotions. Those emotions are appropriate for what we're going through. It's okay. No doubt about that. You don't want to stay there. Right. But did we talk about this earlier or was it another thing I was on? I don't know. I was talking about, that takes 90 seconds mm-hmm. for a feeling right. to like happen. Yeah. <laughs> like emotions are energy in motion, emotion. They, they need to pass through. We need to let them move through us. And it takes 90 seconds. It, as long as we don't keep piling it on and adding more to the story and expanding it and dwelling on it, it's about 90 seconds. So go ahead and recognize it, feel it, acknowledge that it's normal, let it go. I don't know. That might sound easier said than done, but it's like anything else. It's like everything you and I talk about on every podcast. 
practice, practice, practice. That practice makes a huge difference too. And, and that's what I think I was alluding to at the top of the show, that this has been one long extended opportunity to practice. And every moment that we practice, we're getting stronger. We're getting yep. better at this, you know? Another thing is, you know, it's just, I'm just going to probably continually say unpopular things today. That's okay. <laughs> we'll like, call it unpopular Wednesday. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> nobody likes to think about death. And that's one of the reasons why this is such a scary thing, right? People mm -hmm. are going to die. And then that gets, that gets extrapolated to people I love might die. Sure. I might die, right? It's like, oh my gosh. And you know, the bottom line is we're all going to die. Eventually. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want to do it in a pandemic, but is there a way I want to do it? Not really. <laughs> <I mean>. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so get it kind of recognizing that, recognizing that life and death, it's the circle of life. It is going to happen. Um, for me anyway, um, kind of coming to terms with it and recognizing that that's just part of the process of life. And I don't know, for me, that's kind of comforting just to say it is what it is. Like, you know, not to say that my thoughts don't have anything to do with my experience, but that thought feels better. And well, that's the, that's the battle right there. If, it, if the thought feels better, you're on the right track, no matter what the thought is. It's just the fact that it feels better is good. Right. So for me anyway, saying, well, you know what? I don't know how I'm going to die and I don't know when it's going to happen. I do know it's going to happen um, eventually. Hopefully it's way off in the future, but mm -hmm. you know, we, we are all mortal beings and it's going to happen. That feels better than, Oh my God, I might die in this thing. You no know, doubt. it's just <laughs> acceptance, I guess, of anything um, accepting what is and then moving forward. That just always feels better. By the way, Walt, I see that you've moved to the beach. I have. Yes. And... How about that? Hawaii in the background. <laughs> Let's start I, on Monday. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be so distracted. I just keep looking at the beach over there going, that looks really great. <laughs> well, see, we're, we're also trying to give our podcast listeners who are numbering in the hundreds now, we're trying to give them a little, a little incentive to see us on YouTube just to see what these backgrounds oh. are that Louie and I have. You know, Right. So so you've been talking about it like if you're only listening oh, yeah. and you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, Walt's background, he is, he is now at the beach and I'm still <laughs> in my office. So it's like. Um, yeah, I'm a little jealous that Walt's in Hawaii. Well, I'm a little started... jealous too. I mean, I keep turning around. All I see is a green screen, and I have right? to look on the screen in order to see. <laughs> well, when you first appeared, when I before we started the uh, started rolling today, and we both usually meet up a little while before and have a little discussion before we before the show. Right. Walt appears, and he's got he's in outer space. In outer There's like space, a planet yes. behind him, and I'm like, what in the world? This is amazing. You're in outer space, and I'm just sitting here in my office. So I do have some beautiful, fresh flowers behind me. but They I, are beautiful. They I are don't gorgeous. know if they're a match for floating in outer space. Oh, I think they work pretty well. <laughs> Actually, we had a moment um, with this particular background on Monday. at uh, Toward the end of the show or after the show, I can't remember which it was, my cat came in and joined us. And he, she walked along in front of the computer and along this <laughs> side table, looking like she was walking toward the cliff. <laughs> and Louise says he better watch. She better watch out. She's going to go over the cliff. Right. Says, Look out, Harmony! It's a long way down. You know. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. I love it. Well, oh. I think that uh, anything that can 
bring us joy and give us a moment of laughter is good right now. It's good anytime, but especially right now. I've been appreciating all of the people that are uh, putting out just funny, funny things right now. And they're all coming from the LOA circles. Everybody else who's outside of that that group, so to speak, there's a large group that's into this LOA type stuff. They're the ones putting out the positive stuff. From what I've seen, everybody outside that group, it's all the negative, the negative, the negative. It's a, there's a stark contrast. I yeah, I, really I saw. Appreciate it. Oh, uh, I saw somebody post a thing that said, uh, "2019, you better study hard and do well in school, or you're going to end up stocking shelves." 2020, stocking shelves, most secure job. <laughs> <laughs> I I appreciate these moments of levity because I think we need them right now. So that's one of the things that has been going on here is just talking about, um, I think we talked about it last week too, but so many people's situation, home situation has changed. So Mm -hmm. people that live by themselves, some of them are really struggling with feeling lonely and isolated to a much greater degree. They're not going out at all. Um, People that suddenly have, their husband or wife at home or they're both at home working or they're both at home working and their kids are out of school and at home mm-hmm. and they're homeschooling too. It's like a lot of added stress and a lot of, of added um, togetherness. Yes. <laughs> Whether you want it or not. <laughs> right. Right. And so that's causing, you know, that can cause, I should say um, some, Afraid, nerves, stress, I don't know, irritability, whatever, mm-hmm. because we all kind of have a groove and suddenly when we're out of that groove, sometimes that's hard to navigate. So I was actually thinking today, and I don't know if we can do it on this show or maybe next week, or but I would love to do some coaching, you know, live with if, if somebody wanted to show up for it, right? Sure. Um, whether they would be watching us live and typing in the chat um or whether they would want to you know dial in we've had people dial in before and be part of the show i just sort of wanted to throw that out there and offer it Um, well um we haven't gotten any questions yet if we do get questions i'll definitely pass them along and i'll also give a little bit of a an eye to the side i'll I'll look on facebook to see what questions people are asking there because there's almost always a question going on over there Right. Um, so right. I'll see what I can find there. But I also wanted to directly address something because we we have been treating Wednesdays now as Relationship Wednesdays. It used to be Neville Goddard Day, and it still yeah. is. Uh, yeah. But lately it's been Relationship Day. And we spoke last week quite a bit about um, how different kinds of relationships are affected by this whole thing that's going on. One thing we didn't really spend a lot of time on, it's not something, I mean, you you pointed out that relationships, everything in our lives is relationships, and I think that's true. I have an extension of that. We forget about our relationships with ourselves. We forget that that that's the key relationship, and that's what I want you to talk about a bit. It's the key, and not only that, but um, I really hold to the idea that all of our other relationships are a mirror of our relationship with ourself to some mm-hmm. extent. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about uh, a situation this morning where someone was just continually getting into the same type of situation with mm-hmm. person after person. And I was like, but they're the common denominator. Yeah. 
right? It's right. like, it doesn't happen by chance that every single person you meet treats you a certain way, if that's what's mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing was when people, not just intimate relationships either. We all know a situation where someone has uh, left a job because they really can't stand their boss and they can't stand the people they work with. And then they get a brand new job and they're real happy for the first month. And then all of a sudden they're complaining about their boss and all the people that they work with. It doesn't mean that every time you have a situation with a person, you know, it's always all you, except for it is. <laughs> right? Because it's a boundary issue usually. But so many times, what if it can't be fixed by you setting stronger boundaries, it's just because of the, the relationship you have with yourself. And it's like, if we, if we could look at it that way and appreciate it that way and recognize, it's a little humbling to do this, but to mm -hmm. recognize, um, you know, that saying, it's like things are not happening to you. They're happening for you, mm. right? Just like the person that I said to this morning, but what if all these things that are throwing you off your LOA game, what if they actually have appeared to help you with your LOA game? So I like to use the example of an actual mirror, like the kind of mirror that we look into mm -hmm. to see, oh, do I have spinach in my teeth? Is my <laughs> hair a mess? Is my makeup smeared? Whatever we look into a mirror for, we don't get angry at the mirror. If we look into the mirror, if I look into the mirror and my lipstick's all over my face, you know, I don't get mad and smash the mirror or say that stupid mirror showed me this <laughs> right. or I can't believe yep. my mirror treats me this way. It keeps pointing out flaws. Right? right. It's like, what do I do? I go, oh my goodness, I need to brush my teeth. Uh, I have spinach in my teeth or I have lipstick on my face and I, I fix it. Yeah. And the mirror reflects back to me something that looks better. So it's the same way. It's a clue for us. And I think it's so important to recognize, hmm, if I'm having this situation, especially if it's happening on more than one front, <laughs> mm. it's like, why does this keep happening? Um, it's a great time to uh, reevaluate your relationship with yourself. What does that mean? I think one of the best indicators, well, two indicators, this one people don't think about, but a direct indicator of your relationship with yourself how much you love yourself is how judgy you are about other people so when we find ourselves really being judgmental about other people that's a good indicator that we're not loving ourselves and how does that work that's why is that that's because we're judging ourselves on those same criteria mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right and then the other thing is the, the stories we tell, sometimes out loud, sometimes just in our head. I mean, I think we've all heard someone else call themselves stupid if something happens that it's like, oh, I'm so stupid. Why did I let that happen? It's like, whoa, you know, right? But mm -hmm. that's out loud. And I yeah. think it's like anything else. You know that saying about if, if, if you're in business and you get a letter that's a complaint or you get a letter that's an email or something that's saying, wow, like us on the podcast, we get an email that says, I love your show. It's great. Yeah. I'm enjoying it so much. Right. Or somebody says, you never talk about this. And I really wish you would mm -hmm. you know, in either one of those counts. We both recognize what? So 
if one person is saying it, it's representative, then there are a whole bunch of other people that are thinking it and aren't sending the email. Right. So whatever you're saying out loud, it's kind of like the same. If it finally has gotten enough momentum where it comes out of your mouth into words, then you're probably saying it in your head <laughs> a whole lot more often. And so pay attention to the self-talk. I heard somebody say one time, if somebody could follow you around for two weeks and write down everything you said, if they took like the top 10 things that you said the most, those are like the software that's running your, you know, those are the programs that are running you. <laughs> this is a real honesty check you're on right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It is. Because, I mean, I was thinking about when a, a year and a half or two years ago, however long it was that I was dealing with insomnia so badly. Mm -hmm. I really had to be careful, especially when it was bad, when, when, it, when I'd gotten 10 hours of sleep in five days, right? That yeah. I wasn't just walking around constantly saying, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I need sleep so badly. Oh my gosh, I feel frazzled. I, how am I going to make it? I'm so tired, which is really tempting because that's exactly how I felt. Sure. Oh yeah. I, we've all been through that kind of thing where you just, you, you feel like you're trapped in this situation. And as you're trapped there, your thought keeps going back to it. And then as a conscious creator, you're saying, no, no, don't go there. Don't go there. Go to this other place. You go to the other place. And then your thoughts right back there again. And then <laughs> don't go to this place. Okay. No, no, we're good. Oh, and you're right back there again. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's important, especially now when we may be feeling things that we haven't felt mm -hmm. or that we don't feel often. And now we're feeling them all the time. People are, you know, I know a lot of people right now that are out of, out of work because mm -hmm. their business has shut down oh, yeah. and, or their, their, the business they work for has shut down and they're worried. Right. And so sure. it doesn't mean they never worried about finances before, but they may really be worrying a lot now. Oh, I yeah. think it's important to give yourself some validation that, okay, anybody would be worried right now. This is mm -hmm. a normal thing to feel mm -hmm. and not try to, resist those feelings because what do we know about what we resist what we resist persists that's right so let it be okay to feel those things in the moment let them pass find a better thought yeah find the yeah. thought that says in the end we're all going to be okay or or we're going to die <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to happen know, anyway seriously, at some point <laughs> i mean <laughs> whatever whatever happens on our journey of life we're, we're going to be okay if we choose to be okay. Yes, that's the key. It doesn't mean that we're not going to struggle, and it doesn't mean that there may be some things that happen that change our life forever. But if we decide, I'm going to be okay, you see what I mean? That's it's, a big decision, and it's an important decision, because when we make it that way, we're really taking the stance that I may not like what's coming along, but I'm okay with it. I can live and I can, I can grow and I can continue. That's it. It's that what you just said, I can grow and I can continue. Yeah. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be able to deal with whatever happens. That's right. Right. And yeah. it doesn't mean when we are accepting of something, it doesn't mean we want it. Right. Necessarily. It doesn't mean that we want it to stay that way forever. It doesn't mean we want to, perpetuate it it just means we're accepting of it is what it is very true very true by the way i've 
I figured out why it is we're not getting a whole lot of input. For whatever reason, even though I hooked into YouTube, YouTube doesn't seem to be carrying the feed anymore. It just kind of got lost and I couldn't reconnect it. So Bad people, connection from Hawaii, I hear. Yeah, I don't know what that is. But, <laughs> <laughs> but what it means is that our podcast listeners will be the ones who will be uh, the only ones who will be able to hear this directly. And YouTubers will have to wait until I post the video, which I'll do after we're done okay. here. Um, so, but I do have talk. something for, I, I do have something for you from Facebook that I oh, found good, good. What and, is it? and it ties in really well with what we're talking about right here, because right. so often, um, while we're in the midst of this kind of thing, yeah, we, there's that tendency to fight with others and, you know, play the, the, the power games and the struggle games and so forth. But the reason I brought up the topic of the relationship with ourselves is that we tend, like you said, to beat ourselves up more than anything else. Oh, and yeah. this question kind of is along those same lines. And it's one that a lot of people, I think, are probably experiencing, even, as you say, even if they aren't voicing it. Um, it comes from the Abraham Hicks Vortex Group. And the questioner, her name is Nadia, asks, how do you pivot thoughts of bitter defeat and utter humiliation? Any better feeling thoughts? In other words, she's in a place where she can't even think of them. Yeah. Um, well, I... This is, this is again how I deal with it. And that is, I accept it. I accept those feelings of being valid. Of, you know, well, I don't know what, what the feelings stem from. It's from a story. I know mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Our, our, the, our thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings drive our behavior. Like every decision that we make is driven by a feeling. And then afterwards, which may be a split second afterwards, we tap into our logical side of our brain and we, we use all kind of logic to convince ourselves it was the right choice. Right. <laughs> but it's always, it's always driven by feelings. And then, of course, our behavior is going to create our results, right? Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. only thing we can't change in that whole line is the circumstance, whatever the circumstance is. Like, I yeah. can't change the fact that there's a pandemic. I mean, it is what it is. It's happening. Mm-hmm. I can think other thoughts, but I mean, I it is what it is. I right. can't change the fact that my city right now is under a stay-at-home order, right? Mm-hmm. But I can change my thought about it. So my thought is this is the best thing that we can be doing for ourselves, our loved ones, and our communities. That's my thought about it. How does that thought make me feel? Um, I feel like, well, I feel good about it. Mm-hmm. And so what does, what is that feeling? What kind of behavior does that feeling make? It says, well, I, I'm going to stay in. That's the behavior. And then we get a result from that behavior. Now, what if I were to have a different thought about it? This is so stupid. I can't believe nobody's going to make me do this. I hate this. I can't stand it. This isn't going to be good for my business. It's not going to be good for my marriage. It's not going to be good for anything. And I'm angry about it. I feel bitter about it. I hate this. Oh, that's a lot different, right? So what kind of behavior is that going to create? Well, it might cause a fight with my spouse. It might cause me to not uh, try to work my business because I think, well, whatever, it's not going to matter. And I'm going to get a completely different result. Mm -hmm. So recognizing that you can't change the circumstance that's caused you to feel humiliated. You can't change the circumstance that's caused you to feel bitter, but there are thought you can change the thought. And so here's the thing about changing your thought. Uh, sometimes, sometimes we have to work a little bit. We have to use that brain. 
to create a better thought, to think what would be a better thought. I like to do this. I like to say, we've just worked it in one direction, right? We had the circumstance, the thought, the feeling, the behavior, the result. So I like to go the other way. Like, what kind of result do I want? Ah, work backwards, yeah. And sometimes I think about, I just, I just decide there's another person out there that's getting a different result, which is mm -hmm. always the case, right? Mm -hmm. People go, well, how come my friend is so happy in her marriage? And how come this person over here's business is thriving? And, mm -hmm. how, and I don't have these results. Well, it's a direct, the result is the result that comes from what we just talked about. So I kind of work backwards and I think, all right, if there's somebody that's pretty much like me, but they're not having these troubles, they're having a different result. What must they be thinking? What would their thought be? How are they feeling? What are they doing? And kind of work it, you know, in the back sure. to figure out what would their thought be and then go with that thought. And sometimes when we consciously choose a thought, sometimes it seems ridiculous at first. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I just say, just stay with it. Choose it. Re recognize that you, you can choose your thoughts and your beliefs. Those thoughts and beliefs are going to produce the feelings that you have. Yeah. But you, you can choose them. They don't just come out, you know. I take that back. Sometimes it seems like thoughts do just come out of nowhere. Well, sure. That's the, right? uh, the tapes playing in the background. Yeah. Right. So there's this idea that I love this saying. It's like you can't stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from making a nest in your hair. <laughs> that's so good. that's what we want to do, right? When a thought comes from wherever it comes from, we get to choose whether we want to entertain it. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, sometimes... I've done this forever. I don't know if it's valuable for anyone else, but if I have a thought pop into my head, that's a thought I really don't want to have mm. a worrisome thought, a fearful thought, a terrible thought, something I literally picture big red letters that say no. And I will <laughs> say no, no. And generally speaking, it just, it's like I've trained my subconscious to recognize, yeah, I'm not going there. Right. Nope. <laughs> that nope. training is big. That I mean, we're making fun of it in one sense, but that training is huge. I, I was talking about this with Louise yesterday, um, mentioning how, now, yes, I mean, we've all experienced, like you said, these these uh, tapes at play, right? These negative right. tapes that are, you know, they've been going around for you know years in many cases for most of us, yep. and they just keep playing and playing and playing. But by being conscious creators, which we are, those of us who listen to the show, those of us in LOA circles, we all are striving to be better conscious creators. As we learn to do that, we find ourselves rewriting the tapes because we do affirmations and we do meditations and we do all these different exercises and processes in order to change the way we're thinking. And you know, through the mirror works and through all the other stuff that we do, we end up making changes. And I was noticing that. I've really made some big changes. I mean, for me, the biggest one is doing the podcast every day. I have this really strong anchor where 4 p.m. New York time is concerned. Like when that's coming, I don't care what's going on with my day. I can tell it's about to get really, really good. Yeah. And I feel that, you know, so it kind of reinforces for me the work that we're doing really does pay off. It really does get right? to the point where <laughs> those old tapes go away and get replaced with some really nice new tapes. Yeah, right. That's why, you know, sometimes they're really simple. Like I've been telling people since this whole 
you know, coronavirus thing has been happening. Um, we talked about Emil Cooey, right? With the mm -hmm. affirmation, every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. Right. Doesn't have to be difficult. No, it doesn't. Right. And that, you know, that little affirmation covers a lot of ground. <laughs> it does. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> every day in every way, I'm getting mm -hmm. better and better. It's like, play that tape. Yeah. So remember back, I don't know when it was. I feel like it was so long ago, but when, when I had the cold that was trying to, to come on. Oh yeah. That was, right. that was and a while I, and, ago. Yeah. And I just, and it never did get me, but I had to be so vigilant about saying, I'm not going down that road. And the road I'm talking about is the road of saying, oh my gosh, I think my throat hurts. Do I have a fever? I feel like I have a fever. Oh my gosh. Is my head starting? You know, it's like, I'm just mm -hmm. like calling all the symptoms to come get me, right? right, right. Really, all I have. Over here, over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I had someone say to me, I had a client talking about, I feel a little chilly and it's like, oh no, am I getting chills? Oh no, the air conditioner is on too low. <laughs> I, or like, I think my, my throat is starting to hurt. No, it's like, I have, I always have allergies at this time of year, right? So it's mm. like those kind of thoughts that start blowing into something they really aren't. Yeah. That's sure. where this kind of affirmation, no, every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. And of course, take, take the action to take care of yourself too. Right. That makes a big difference. Right. Uh, and by the way, you mentioned also um, the idea that this, this, yes, the pandemic is real. It's really happening and I can't do anything about that. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, that's true. But I also want to remind everybody, there's a, a large number of us. We're a small percentage of the overall population. But right. there's a large number of us who are doing regular work on this, regularly shifting our attention away from what we don't want yeah. and don't like to what we do want and do like. And we know how the law of attraction works. Right. If we persist in that, if we persist in, in doing what the rest of the population isn't doing, who's to say when that's going to have? impact it's going to have an impact on the overall picture at some point how, right. how long is it going to take i don't know but it's going it's to have a tipping an impact. point right that's right yeah right yeah. and so you know i know that you have a background in politics yep mm -hmm. right um and i am a person that also i like to be apprised of what's going on but what i recognize also is that if i if i'm looking at the news every 20 minutes <laughs> um <laughs> right? yeah, <ouch. laughs> like, it's kind of like looking at your phone to check your email. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to check your email every 10 minutes. No, you can check it twice a day and it's not going to hurt your effectiveness or your efficiency. That's right. But so many of us get to where we're checking things all the time. And I think that's the case here. It's like with any kind of thought management, it's like, if you look behind me, you will see on my wall, thank you cards from clients mm. that say nice things about me. Mm -hmm. Right. Why do you think I have them there? To it's, remind you. <laughs> it's so that I, right. It's because it's a really good story. Yeah. Right. It's a good thought to think I help people every day. Yeah. This is what I do instead of alternate thoughts that could happen. So, you know, I have fresh flowers in my office all the time. One of the very first shows that we did together, right? It was like a list of 10 or 20 or 50 things that science had proven led to people being happier. Mm -hmm. And we were like 
this is a daily dose of happy. So let's talk about, and one of them was fresh flowers. That's right. Having fresh flowers in your environment. So actively taking steps and action that will help you have better thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like environment trumps intention. So if we have the news on 24 seven, I actually know several people that have the news on 24 seven. If Mm. you walk into their house, the news is on. And you know, the news is just on a loop. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. I mean, sometimes new, new things do happen, but not to the degree, even, even in the past three years, not to the degree where you have to be listening every minute of every day. Right. So if your intention is to think better thoughts, but your environment has the news on 24 seven, that environment will trump your intention. Unless you've been building that intention for a long time and have some real strength there, but you're right. If you're trying to start a new intention, that's not going to be the easiest way to do it, to do it. You're, you're basically running uphill. Right. So creating an environment that supports your intentions. Yeah. If your intention is to think better thoughts, what can you do in your environment? Hey, we're all at home now. (laughs) Most of us anyway. Um, to so, think better thoughts. So let's tie that into another question that I found in that same group because I, th- I think we just answered it, but let's revisit it where the question is concerned. The questioner says, I'm trying to get into the vortex, trying to see how we will emerge from this crisis stronger and better. I'm concerned that this will cause very painful economic repercussions for a long time. Can I ask for help in envisioning is coming out of this stronger and better? Thanks. Yeah, that's all I've been envisioning. And it doesn't take too much for me to envision because I really believe it. Mm-hmm. I believe that, um, well, this is interesting. How many kids right now, um, one of my members of one of my groups, I think they're in California. She was actually, she's a substitute teacher and she was volunteering this week to, in her, her mask and her gloves, right, to hand out laptops to all the kids that were going to be having school at home. Mm-hmm. These are kids that didn't have laptops. Yeah. Right. Like there are good things happening and there Mm -hmm. are things that are, that could possibly, well, no, they will. These things like just little things like that will definitely change the trajectory that society is going. in. It's true. And as far as, I mean, I'm, there's no shortage of good things to see out there happening. People helping each other, people being concerned about each other. You know, I thought it was interesting at our local grocery store, they saved the first hour for people that were elderly so that they wouldn't come in and have empty shelves. Mm. Um, they, they were out there with hand sanitizer and cleaning everybody's hands, making sure their hands were clean. And they were making sure that everyone in the line was standing like four feet apart or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, they only let a certain amount of people in at a time. So it was like, and and everyone was happy and like kind to each other yeah. and there was a real sense of of community taking care of community right of we're in this together i think that's the main thing that this whole thing it's it's a global thing and it's like we're in this together and that has to produce some kind of outcome that's a good outcome mm mm-hmm. I can think of lots of things and I've been seeing lots of things. And that's a good thing is to pay attention when you do watch the news or whatever. Um, 
that reticular activation, right? That's the part of your brain that points out to you, you know, when you get a new car and you're on the interstate, you're like, I've never seen a blue Volkswagen bug in my neighborhood. And then you buy one. <laughs> and there's one parked next door. And there it is. Oh, my God. On the way home, it's like, where did they all come from? <laughs> so that part of your brain, when you program it, like if I said to you today, I want you to pay attention, Walt, to every time you see uh, the color blue. Mm-hmm your brain would start getting the hang of it and it would start alerting you. Look, right. It was hysterical. When my, when my oldest son was getting ready to make his bar mitzvah, we picked colors for the service. Okay. The color of tie he was going to wear. We handed out um, yarmulkes to everyone. So we had to order those in a certain color. We put flowers there. What color? And he wanted silver and light blue. Okay. Suddenly, after shopping for this, planning for it, trying to pick out how he wanted his invitations to look and all this kind of thing, we started seeing silver and light blue everywhere. And we'd joke about it because we'd see like a silver car with a light blue top. And we'd go, hey, it's a, no, we don't need a car. right? We, we just need very basic things. Right. And so when you tell your brain to find something. So those of you that are still watching the news, and I watch the news. I'm not shaming anybody for watching the news. But plant a seed in your mind to find what good's coming out of this. Because I love that question. That's a fantastic question. Yes, there, there are going to be hardships. We're already experiencing hardships. But so many, it's like that good luck, bad luck story, right? So many mm-hmm. things in life are painful. And then there's a treasure that comes out of it. And this is one of the things we, we talk about in coaching circles is that if you look at something that's really great in your life right now, your relationship or your job or just something that you're loving, maybe you belong to a, a, a club or you're in a music society or something that it just gives you joy and fills you up and you just love it so much. Anything that's working really well, you can usually trace it back to something that really wasn't working or some hardship you went through or some horrible circumstance almost 100% of the time. Mm, it's true. It's right. So true. I have like a fantastic marriage. I, we have a great relationship. And if I keep tracing back to before we were dating, when I was really sad and really feeling lonely. And before that went through a really hard breakup, right? It's mm. like, you can do it. Anyone can do it. Just pick something great. So I don't know that the, level of greatness always correlates to the <laughs> level of pain. But if that were the case, then we're going to see some really great things. Oh, I've been saying that a few times now. I think that this is going to produce some results that will just kind of open our eyes. I, I started the year saying that this was 2020, the year of clarity, and I haven't changed on that, despite the fact that we're in the midst of this thing, because I think this is going to produce some amazing clarity for like millions of people, millions and millions and millions of people. I think we're already seeing it. We are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. L- lots of new perspective going on. And I think it's going <laughs> to end up being good perspective in the long run. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of pain. Yeah, there's going to be deaths. There's going to be all that kind of stuff. But there's going to be a lot of really good growth that comes out of this. Um, and kind of lo- along the lines of what you're talking about, I was slipping through. I, I was looking in the group Imagination Creates Neville Goddard. Um, and there was somebody who posted a conversation starter that was Right along the lines of what you're talking about, and in it, she illustrates 
how to make that shift in thinking by coming at it from a different perspective. So I wanted to read it to you. Yes, your please comment do. On it. She says, I wanted to stay home, but my job is still open. I'm glad my job is open, but I still wanted some rest. <laughs> I, mean, I slept in on Saturday. My boss t was telling me, you can stay home this week. So I developed a fever three days ago. <laughs> now, I don't know why. I went to quick care today and was negative for strep and flu, but they gave me a doctor's note to return next Monday. So I can relax this week. I am grateful. And when I return to work, I will return full of energy. Now, in one nutshell, that's what you just spent the last 10 minutes talking yeah. about right there. You know, she, she turned, now I'm, I'm not recommending that you actually develop symptoms intentionally in order to stay out of work. That's these days, it's not even necessary, but, um, you know, <laughs> but, you know, it illustrates you can change your whole perspective, produce a different result and do it pretty darn quickly. Well, we talked about this before, probably many times actually. And it's, it's kind of one of my little pet peeves. And that is that growing up, at least in the United States, or at least in California where I grew up, about the only way you could get out of going to school as a little child was if you were sick. I mean, mm -hmm. nothing else was a valid excuse. Right. And and so it kind of, I, I believe that that sort of trains us to think that that's our way out of certain things. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that, that moves to the question of, Anytime we're going through something that we think we don't want, because, you know, I'm always saying, well, part of you wants it. Part of mm -hmm. you wants it, right? Mm -hmm. If we think we don't want it, to ask ourselves how it's serving us. So in, in this person's case, right? Well, how is it serving you to have a fever? Well, I got to stay home from work for a few right. days and get some rest that I needed, right? right. And it, it's generally always like that. There's a payoff, some kind of payoff. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have to think a little bit, but generally speaking, if you're in a position that you aren't liking too much, ask yourself what that, pay, what, what the payoff is, what, yeah. how is it serving you? You know, those are two questions, questions I like to ask. One is, well, how, what part of this situation do you take responsibility for? Mm. And two, how, what part of the situation is, is actually serving you? And people generally don't have too much trouble coming up with an answer. Yep. I'd be like, well, right. It's like, <laughs> well, actually there is, you know, I am glad that whatever. And it's like that thing that they're glad about would be gone if the situation changed. So they stay stuck in that situation because they want that thing, that payoff. And this particular uh, pandemic that we're dealing with right now has led a number of people. I've seen them ask. I wasn't looking. I was looking. I couldn't find one example of it right now. But I've seen people asking, you know, well, where did this come from? I mean, how on earth did we attract this? You know, what, what, what did we do? And the answer is actually straightforward, but it's a tough, it's one of those tough medicine questions. Well, what have we been focusing our attention on? You know, yeah. what is it that, what does society spend most of its time focusing attention on it spends at least 70 to 80 percent of its time focusing on what it doesn't like yeah i mean how do we keep so, going through that and assuming that it's not going to attract something that we don't like into our lives right so the flip side of that is recognizing that we all have a shadow yeah and that the shadow part of us does like this stuff yeah and the shadow part of us is very powerful and will create situations to get what she wants, he wants the shadow mm -hmm. part. Mm -hmm. So we create it. And then what happens? 
the light side of us, the ego side of us says, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want to feel that way. I'm not going to feel that way. I hate feeling this way. And we judge it. And we, and so we never allow ourselves to feel it fully. So it keeps trying, keeps creating new situations that maybe will bring us into that space of accepting that feeling. And I'm telling you, things can shift so fast. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. All right. I'm really confessing. Okay. So I had been sending text messages and emails to clients and messages to lots of different people. How are you doing over there? Mm -hmm. How are you holding up? How's everything going? Right? Friends, relatives, clients. You okay over there? Just checking on you. And for maybe a week. Not not every person every day, right? But especially, like, I talk to you every week and say, how are you doing? How are you holding up? Right? Absolutely. People, people that I don't talk to every week. Yeah. Um, I have some clients I talk to once a month. I have relatives that are so busy, especially the ones working in the medical field mm, right now. Right. right. So I was just, like, reaching out. And I just kept reaching out and reaching out. And then I was in the kitchen. You know, the universe often speaks to me when my hands are in the dishwater. <laughs> I walked into the kitchen and there were some dishes and I was cleaning up. And all of a sudden I thought, yeah, nobody's checked on me. Mm. I'm checking on everybody. But nobody's reached out to me. Mm -hmm. And then very quickly I realized I, I snapped into what I'm talking about here. And I thought, oh, let's see. Mm. Part of me really loves this victimhood. Part of me really loves being the martyr. Nobody checks on me, right? Mm. Blah, blah. <laughs> you sung that very well, by the way. <laughs> and I just decided to love it a little bit. I was like, yeah, mm. I really, I dig this. And then I said, you know what? This is what it is to be a leader. And I'm a leader and I'm fine with this. I'm not worried about that. I like the shifts that I made happened so fast. After yes. I just accepted it and said, okay, I'm going to take a little joy in it. I'm going to be gleeful a little bit about this feeling for like two seconds. I got done with the dishes. I walked back into my office, two or three messages of people that I haven't talked to in a year saying, thinking about you and just wanted to reach out. How are you doing? You hanging in? Okay. How are you doing over there? Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> quick. That's really quick. Yeah. It was, it was five minutes total. Yeah. Why? Because I didn't carry on with that story of nobody's checking on me. Nobody cares about me. Of course, people care about me. People care about me, right? Yeah, there, no kidding. I have plenty of evidence. I, but not only did I not continue on with the story, but before that, I decided I would just take a little joy in that little feeling there. Yeah. That little sad, poor me feeling. I was like, just going to let it just flow through me and I'm going to just see it as something pleasurable. Part of me really likes that. Part of me likes to be the poor me victim. Mm -hmm. And everything shifted just like that. Because at that point, you were able to let go of it. Yeah. No resistance. Yeah. Right. And that's that's so true. That's exactly the way it works. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing thing. Um, we, we talked a few minutes ago about how some amazing things can be coming out of this experience we're going through right now. I'm going to venture to, to predict one. Okay. Good. Because... Okay. Yeah. I'm sure we'll come up with a long list. <laughs> Won't take very long either. But <laughs> one of the things I think that's going to come out of this is after we get past this, the, this crisis portion 
and the, the whole thing starts to settle down and people are able to come out of their houses again and go back to their work lives and go back to the things they're used to doing, they're going to recognize just how gripped by fear they allow themselves to be in ways they didn't even know that they were doing. Mm -hmm. And that is a form of self-awareness. That is a form of kind of what you're talking about. It's, it's a form of accepting, I really was buying into this stuff. I really mm -hmm. was buying into getting all worked up about this thing. I was buying into the fear and I didn't even realize I was doing that. Wow. What's the payoff that I was getting out of that? I and mean, they're going to be, at, they're not necessarily going to say it the same way you said it, but that's going to be the gist of that personal conversation going on. Well, I also think that all of the things that we take for granted, are, you know, <laughs> I mean that we, we don't have right now. Mm-hmm. Shaking a hand, hugging someone, yeah. um, going out and moving freely about shopping and going to restaurants and all the things that we're not doing right now. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to appreciate that. We will appreciate the medical industry more, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there are people right now that can't get a hospital bed for any reason. Yeah, true. So we'll appreciate, you know, when we get medical care, we'll appreciate so many things i think that we kind of take for granted that we're recognizing now you know <laughs> this is funny last week on thursday you know how the the hashtag throwback thursday people will post the pictures of themselves you know from right. 20 years ago or whatever. somebody posted it said throwback thursday and it was a picture of the aisle in the grocery store with toilet paper just fully stocked <laughs> it was like 50 different kinds it said throwback thursday so <laughs> When, when we talk about law of attraction, we often talk about, often the very first thing we mention when we talk about it is gratitude and appreciation, mm. right? The vibration of appreciation. I mean, that's like Abraham Hicks's whole thing is like whatever you appreciate is going to expand. And so I think we are going to have a new appreciation for lots of different things. And I think that a lot of things in our society that are, um, injustices, things that show imbalance in society are sort of showing up in a bigger way right now because everything gets magnified. You know, uh, hurricanes that I've been through always, it's like the best of people and the worst of people always <laughs> come out, right? You have people helping strangers and you have people looting stores and, you know, it's mm -hmm. like the best and the worst. I think that we're going to see a lot of things that have been hidden Yep. That goes to your clarity, right? Yep. Suddenly things that have been kind of in the shadows, things that have been hidden. And I don't, I don't mean just mean in society, but even personally. Sure. Right. And suddenly we get clarity around it and that's yeah. going to change everything. Clarity always changes everything. It's the number one thing I try to do when I'm coaching a client privately is bring them to a place where they see what's going on in a really clear way, because then we can shift everything. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right about that. That's going to be a big, a big one. I think it's going to be major. I think it's also going to be a big thing for those of us who are conscious creators, those of us who deliberately try to change our focus, change our perspective in the face of these difficult crises. I mean, right now, um, any of us who have ever, who have reached out or probably gotten the usual woo-woo flack and all that kind of stuff coming back at us. But after all is said and done and we're able to come through this, I think the vast majority of us in this larger community are going to come through it really, really well. And as we come through it really, really well, we're going to have stories to tell. 
because we had good things happening while everybody else is having bad things happening. And they're going to want to know how did that work? And we're going to talk about gratitude and not just gratitude after the fact, but practicing gratitude before the fact. How the, how on earth did you do that? Well, we'll tell them the story of how we did gratitude before the fact and it led to all these positive results. I see that happening on a much larger scale following a major event like this. And I think part of it, though, it has to be perspective, right? Because otherwise, if we have that, if we have that viewpoint, um, that point of view, and we don't look at it from a we don't take perspective into consideration, then what happens is that if we get the infection and have symptoms, then we think we are doing something wrong. Which is not the case. And that's not the case. No. Um, it's sort of like that, you know, there, as much as we uh, stay away from quoting Bible scriptures, there is a verse <laughs> that says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, it rains on everybody when it rains. Um, and so, and, and it's good for some people, you know, the farmer wants the rain and the right. person that's planning the parade doesn't want the rain. So it's right. like some of these things are a matter of perspective. And if we can have that perspective and choose, choose the thought that I'm going to do my best and I'm going to manage my thoughts and I'm going to, um, take actions that are, you know, the right action for me, then whatever happens, I'm accepting of it and I'm accepting that things are not happening to me. They're happening for me. And recognize that it's, you know, it's like the good luck, bad luck story, right? That I've told so many times, but I'll tell it again. Just sure, so somebody hasn't heard it. I don't want to keep re referring. Yeah, it's a good story. Referring we really, to it. I'm not telling a good story over and over again is worthwhile. Well, it's the story. It's a proverb of the, the old Chinese farmer that has one horse and he's very poor. That horse helps him with his work. It's all he's got. And the horse runs away and the neighbors all say, Oh, what bad luck that guy has. And the guy says, eh, good luck, bad luck. Who knows? And the week later, the horse returns home and it brings a dozen wild stallions with it. And the neighbors say, Oh, what good luck. And he mm. says, good luck, bad luck. Who knows? Then the farmer's Son is trying to break one of the wild horses. The horse throws him. He breaks his leg. And, of course, the neighbors all say, oh, what bad luck. Good luck, bad luck. Who knows? Then there's a war. All the young men in the province are conscripted to go to war. And his son doesn't go because his leg is broken. And, again, the neighbors all say, oh, what good luck. And he says, good luck, bad luck. Who knows? <laughs> uh, in our family, we literally, when something happens that is not what we wanted to happen, we all look at each other and say, Good luck, bad luck. There it is. And so that's what I'm saying when I say there will be people in the law of attraction community that will come down with a positive of coronavirus or COVID-19, which is the disease that comes from the coronavirus. They will have symptoms. They, they will be sick and they will beat themselves up thinking they did something wrong or else they wouldn't have gotten sick. And I'm saying I don't believe that that's the case. I agree I'm, with you. I believe that good luck, bad luck is a better way to look at everything that happens to us, that I am going to find a thought and I'm going to recognize that this isn't happening to me. It's happening for me. I do know one thought, though, that <laughs> we can always uh, focus on that does happen to me. And that's the one where we decide to become subscribers of LOA today. 
nice segue. Because that's where people <laughs> become more and more into that vortex where they get that daily dose of happy. And so I just want to take a moment to invite you, if you're not yet a subscriber to the podcast, to become one. Very simple to do. Go to the homepage for our website, loatoday.net. At the top of the page, you will be instructed based on the device that you're using. It actually detects your device. It's pretty cool. It will tell you exactly what steps you have to take in order to subscribe. And, and in most cases, it's like one or two clicks. It's really, really quick. So please become a subscriber. And even more importantly, list all the episodes, especially during a time like this. All of our episodes are, are geared, are guaranteed to be focusing on feeling better and helping you feel better because we're talking about stuff that feels better. So it's a great way to, I mean, talk about creating that new programming to replace that old programming that you don't like yes. that's been playing in the back of the head. This is the way you do it. This is how I do it every day. This is why I look forward to 4 p.m. New York time every day because it's <laughs> great. This is like wonderful programming, you know, and you should be a part of it. So, yeah, become a subscriber and, and check us out on YouTube, too. I mean, even this show, which for whatever reason, the uh, technology guys decided we weren't going to successfully broadcast it. Well, it's still going to end up on the, the channel. It's just going to show up maybe an hour later than normal, but you still get to see it. You know, so check us out both ways. And uh, thank you very much for those of you, for the many hundreds of you who are already subscribers, because you. you make it so much fun. You make it fun. And you make it fun too, Cindy. Oh, well, I always I have fun. I always have fun. It's great. I love it. I love, uh, I love all the, the stories you had to tell us today. They're, they're stories that are, are good reminders. Like, you know, we need to keep in mind, we do have that ability to change our perspective. We do have that ability to change the way we're telling that story to ourselves. Yep. It's really good stuff. So thank you very much. I hope you have a great week. In the, uh, the days ahead if we're dealing with all this stuff and, and basically learning how to refocus our attention on demand. It's a wonderful skill to develop. So thank you very much. Thank you to our live streamers. I wish we could have shown you the show today, but I promise you with, with any help at all from YouTube, you'll be able to see it tomorrow. And especially thank you to our podcast listeners. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye. Everybody. Bye.